Hello, and this is Mrs. Paranormal, also known as Los Consumers of the Supernatural. Thank you, everybody, for stopping by and listening to my podcast before. We've only got 77 listens so far, but you know, hey, it's still kind of early in the week. Not. It's Saturday. It is 2.31 Wisconsin time. It is 9 degrees out. That's with the wind chill. Without the wind chill, it's only like 19. So, yes, it's very cold today. I think spring is coming. Not sure. Waiting. We're all waiting patiently. But I know you can't rush Mother Nature, right? She takes her sweet-ass time. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? Hope everyone's having a great work week, vacation, retirement, whatever it is that you've been doing. I hope you are having a fantastic time. And thank you again for stopping by and listening to this podcast. I appreciate it. Like, you have no idea. You know, you can always email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i gmail.com. If you have any stories of your own that you want to share or anything like that, let's see. Facebook is Wisconsin Vescares of the Supernatural. And for those of you who do the TikTok, it's w.i.s of the Supernatural, which I said I'm going to change the name because I think I can now because they change it like every 30 days or something. So anyways, uh, this evening, if you guys are on TT, as I call it, my friend Linda, which I know I've talked to you guys about about her to you before, she is going to be live tonight doing a an investigation with her sister Mary, uh, Marilyn, and last night she was live on TikTok, and she was showing all the, all the stuff she's going to bring. It's like, oh my god, Linda, you're crazy. She has got the biggest collection of paranormal gear and paranormal Ouija's. I mean, this, she is phenomenal. I love her. She is so sweet. Anyways, um, it's going to be kind of late. I'm in Wisconsin, obviously. She's in Florida. I think they're an hour ahead of us, I think. So anyways, she's not going to be going on until like nine, eight, anywhere between eight and 10. So I'm going to make sure I have caffeine tonight so I can watch her because I want to see all the stuff that all the equipment that she's bringing. I'm so curious to see what <laughs> what they're they're going to try table tipping. They're going to be doing the Ouija, uh, a seance, all this other stuff. So you guys, she's on TT. Yeah, that's this evening. So if you're on it, that's cool. If not, no big deal. She does have a YouTube channel, but she's not active like me. I'm not active on mine either. So for all you paranormal people. She's on TT. It's, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to give you the name of it, didn't I? Female Investigators of the Supernatural is the name of her her um, her TikTok. She's on Twitter, too. But anyways, if you have any questions, you guys can email me or message me on Facebook. Or you can put the podcast in the subject so I know that you that's how you heard about it. And she, her and her sister, I swear, they're my age. They're really cool people, you guys. Anyways, I know I've talked about her before. Um, last night, I'm watching TV. It's called Shadow and Bones. I think it's Bones and Shadow. Shadow and Bones. Good show, right? And all of a sudden, Diane, the ball, starts lighting up in her lap. And it doesn't freaking stop. What the hell? And this went on for, honestly, about an hour or so. So I finally recorded it. And I put it on my Facebook page, uh, Wisconsin Fescares of Supernatural. It's kind of eerie the way it lights her up at night. It almost looks like um, Annabelle, kind of. It's kind of creepy. And then it just stopped. And I had the K2 in front of her. Now, the K2 did blip just a couple of times. <laughs> Excuse me. But I did know. I did know. And I did confirm that if you have a Alexa next to the K2 meter, 
it will set off that K2 meter just like your phone would. So if you guys are ever doing an investigation at somebody's home and your K2 meter is just going bonkers but nothing else is reacting, ask if they have a Alexa or Google nearby and that is what is setting it off. So, because I pulled the Alexa away and I pushed it off, I put it off to the side and sure shit, the K2 stopped moving. But I will say it did blip because you know how it has a standard green and it goes light green and then yellow, uh, orange, and then red. It did blip to the light green by itself. And I don't know what was setting it off then. There was nothing around it that would have set it off. Um, so that's kind of neat with the Diana setting it off. I did turn the ball off because I didn't want to wear the battery down. And I asked her if she could make the other ball go off on Marsha. I think is what I write, Marsha. And it didn't go off, so... I don't know, you guys. I'm still, still, still trying to figure out if those balls have that some type of internal mechanism that it'll set off because it's technically designed for a cat. I don't know. I don't know anything about electronics. So if any of you guys have ever taken one of these apart, other than the three little button batteries that are in it, if you've ever taken it apart, let me know if you have found if there's like a tiny, tiny, tiny timer or some type of something <laughs> that's designed to go off to attract the cat's attention let me know because otherwise if that's the case then it's been debunked and i'd rather do that than like oh my god it's being touched by a spirit when it's not it's just the the way the toy thing ball has been designed okay and i know a lot of you people are techies out there so please email me put podcasts in the subject field p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com all right this podcast may be a little short because I'm really short on time today. I won't be able to do this tomorrow. I there's just I can't. There's no time. And then the whole week looks crappy, so I'm going to see what I can do for you guys today. All right. This one is um, NASA stories, space stories. I did try to find some information on, like, um, Irish, but there's nothing out there, you guys, that you haven't heard before. So I'm like, poo. And I'm running kind of kind of short on new ghost stories. The Thought Catalog, they only share a story, you know, they don't update it frequently enough. And the lineup doesn't, they haven't had any new stories in a while. So I'm like, let's let's direct our attention to the space and to the stars and above Earth. And let's see what NASA astronauts have to say about spooky things they've encountered. All right, so I found this yesterday. I made sure I saved the page. I left it open. All right, it's called... No, I don't want the freaking app. Ugh. Anyways, as you guys know, I am home because it's too freaking cold to be outside. Here we go. Ten creepy space stories that will give you nightmares. At first, I thought, eh, this is BS. Because I read the first couple lines, just to be honest with you guys, to think, you know, uh, they're not. I guess these are legit stories from astronauts. All right, first, it's called uh, sp- Space Snake. Say that fast. I almost said snake space, but space space snake. Retired NASA astronaut astronaut. Hello, astronaut Doctor Story Musgrave accomplished a lot in his career as a spaceman. Only the second ast- astronaut to fly on six space flights. Doctor Musgrove is al- is also the most formally educated astronaut with six academic degrees. He is also the only astronaut to fly aboard all five shuttles. Naturally, with so much experience and qualifications, Dr. Musgrave's 
word carries a lot of weight and credibility. So it would be difficult to pass his claim about seeing an eight foot long white snake floating around, wait, floating through space as, as a lie. Okay. It's not hard to imagine that this could have been those, sorry, it could not, it's not hard to imagine that this could have been a host detached from a spacecraft, spacecraft, right? Okay. Now he claims that he observed the six, eight, six to eight foot long eel or serpent like creature on not one, but two of his space flights. During multiple interviews, Dr. Musgrave has insisted that alien life is out there and he has observed it. Mm, cool, huh? Number nine, let me in. Before we tell you this story, we would like to remind you that there is no sound in space, only a vacuum. Unlike light, sound waves can't pass through a vacuum, so you cannot hear anything in space. This is why astro- why keep saying astronauts? Astronaut suits have special communication gear built inside of them so that they can, you know, converse with each other on a mission control. You know, okay, it makes sense. Now, astronaut Yang Lue, I'm going to say that wrong, became the first astronaut to be sent to space by the Chinese space program in 2003. He was sitting in his space... in his space shuttle when he repeatedly repeatedly heard a knock. According to him, it sounded like somebody hammering on an iron bucket with a mallet made of wood. It's very descriptive. As sound can't travel in space, he couldn't discern if the knocking was inside the shuttle or outside. Anxious, he looked out the portal but didn't see anything that could explain the mysterious knocking. After returning to Earth, he tried to explain the knocking to experts, but he failed to recreate the exact sound he heard in space. The story becomes eerier because many other Chinese astronauts claim to hear the same similar sounds on their space trips during 2005 and 2008. Ouch, in my pants. Oh my god. Can you imagine, you guys? Sitting there in your space shuttle and knock, knock, knock. What the fuck? Number eight. Moon spies? It's been over half a century since astronaut Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin walked the first steps on the moon for the entire world to see. Yet, there's no lack of conspiracy theories challenging their accomplishments. But but more interestingly, there is a conspiracy theory about the moon being an alien base for kept... Moon being an alien base for keeping watch on humans. Okay, we've all heard that. I'm open to it. Now, according to the theory... During the Apollo 11 mission in 1969, astronaut Armstrong made a bold statement then, you know, made the bold statement, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. The theory claims that when Apollo 11 reached the surface of the moon, sorry, Armstrong expressed astonishment at the finding finding to a known spacecraft already had been on, what? And what? Finding two unknown spacecrafts already present on the moon? What? Armstrong further described these UFOs as being huge and lined up on the far side of the crater's edge, ob- observing the Earth. Have not heard of The theory originated from NASA's claim about losing transmission from Apollo 11 for roughly two minutes. Did Armstrong really see aliens during that time? I'd never heard that before. Oh, you guys, what the fuck? I am, I'm, honestly, I'm very stumped. I'd never heard that before. Okay. Number seven, space music. 
We've already discussed how sound needs a, a medium to travel and thus it cannot be heard in the vacuum of space, right? Right. Yet, astronauts have returned to Earth with fascinating tales of hearing odd noises while in space. During the Apollo 10 mission, which was a test run for sending the first men to the moon, astronauts were facing a unique challenge. They were carrying various equipment and with them, which was being tested to withstand space as they were deemed essential for life, you know, for landing on the moon. Well, clearly, the stakes were high for astronauts on this mission, as their findings would determine the fate of the upcoming Apollo 11 mission. While circling the moon, the astronauts on the vessel, Stanford Young and Cernan heard a certain whistling sort of music. Now, the music lasted for about an hour and creeping the living daylights out of the astronauts. Cernan was particularly spooked and described the sound as a sort of otherworldly music. On returning to Earth, the astronauts struggled for a while on whether or not to tell NASA the rest of the, and the rest of the world about what they had experienced. Later, Astronaut Michael Collins, who was also a part of the Apollo 11 mission with Aldrin and Armstrong, revealed hearing similar music while on the moon's surface. You guys, what? what The fuck? Um, an engineer from the U.S. Space Agency said the noises sounded likely sound. The noise likely came from interference caused by the radars within the lunar and, and command modules. However, Al Warden, an astronaut on Apollo 15, disputed the explanation. Dude, you guys, what the fuck? Oh my god. Six, mysteriously shiny objects on the moon. NASA, uh, NASA astronauts Alan Bean was the fourth man to walk on the moon's surface. He got the opportunity to do so back in 1969 while piloting Apollo 12. During his walk on the moon, during his walk on the moon, Bean claimed that he saw something shiny off in the distance. He described the object in the shape of a leather shoe. Now, it's hard to contemplate what exactly Bean saw, and unfortunately, there's nothing more than just an explanation. With Bean's death, it seemed the spooky... Sh- oh, what? With Bean's death, it seemed the spooky shine in the moon will remain a mystery forever. Number five. A unique UFO. If somebody says UFO, you'd imagine a circular disc-shaped object in the night sky. But... Gemini 4 space mission astronaut Ed White and James McDivitt would describe the UFOs they saw quite differently. On the other, on their second day of the mission in, the, in space, James noticed something outside the spacecraft that he couldn't identify. The shuttle was in a drifting flight and Ed was asleep when McDivitt excuse me, observed this unidentified object, object rotating, rotating in the distance. McDivitt grabbed his camera and took some pictures of the object, which looked like a bear, a beer can with a smooth pencil-like wing sticking out. However, and unfortunately, the snaps he took were rushed. Oh my God. The snaps he took were rushed and came out unfocused and poorly exposed. McDivitt blamed the sunlight glare from losing, for losing the object. As the sun shone on the window, I could no longer see out and the thing just disappeared. Number four, an alien fleet. Astronaut Gordon Cooper flew Mercury 9 and Gemini 5 and was the youngest of the seven original astronauts in Project Mercury, the first first human space program of the United States. Cooper learned to fly as a child and served in World War II and was qualified to be the best test pilot in 1956. Thus, Cooper 
spent a considerable amount of time in the sky and experienced a lot of quite a lot early in his life. So much so that you can even add an extra t- an ET encounter to his list. During his time in the Air Force, Cooper claimed to come across an entire fleet of UFOs. Now, this could sound like a baseless claim, but in 1963, again, Cooper came across a similar flying object to what he saw 10 years prior. It flew towards him in the sky and was, fasc- and was fascinatingly picked up by his plane's radar. Okay. It makes you wonder why these UFOs were so interested in Cooper. Mm. Number three, cylindrical UFO. In 1991, a decora- decorated U- Russian cosmonaut. I love that word cosmonaut. I don't know why. Musa Menorovo served as a flight engineer on Suya's TM-4 during, okay. during this mission. Menorovo came across something unusual after catching on film unintentionally. The shiny object in the, in the film was swiveled and make, making its way across space. The object was cylindrical, and Manorovo's first hunch was that it was a part of the shuttle that came off, but the rotation and the speed of the object would raise doubts uh, in his mind forever. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Number two, frozen corpse. Oh, shit. It may sound cruel, but... Oh, God, I don't know if I want to read this, you guys. It may sound cruel, but many countries, including USSR and USSA, first sent first sent a variety of animals to space to test subjects. Before, during the send, manned shuttle, up, okay, there was a dog, a monkey, and a and ham oh, and a chimp. Some have made them back to Earth safely, while others, a slight area calculations meant. Oh God! Oh God! I don't want to read the rest of it. The astronaut go to a supernatural trip, something observed the corpse of the matron's human advancement. While this is sad, coming across floating corpses in these incandescent animals can... I don't want... God dang. I thought they were going to say human freaking corpses, man. Anyways, last one. Strange lights. American astronaut Leroy Chow was a commander of the International Space Station in 2005. During his exploration, Chow, along with his crew, claimed to observe a strange set of lights in space. According to him, the formation resembled an upside-down V. With his heart leaping to his mouth due to the excitement caused by the discovery, he kept his eye on the strange object emitting lights until it vanished out of, vanished out of sight. Today, he claims that he is 100% convinced he was visited by aliens. Moreover, he also doesn't discount the possibility of UFOs he's witnessed being from a parallel dimension. There we go, guys. Wow. Again, this is going to be a very short podcast, and I apologize for that. Uh, I'm just running too short on time. But let me know what you think of those stories. Um, I had no idea about the moon and that there are prior uh, spaceships, you know, UFOs sitting there. And the worm... What the hell? I mean, it makes sense. It's almost like the ocean. The ocean is so dark and so deep. There are things we have never discovered, and it's still true to this day. There are still things down there we have no idea that even exist. Same thing in space. It could have been a worm. It could have been some space creature from a different dimension, and I totally believe in all of that dimension and the parallel dimensions. And I mean, it sounds lame, but, you know, the space is vast. We have no freaking idea what's out there. Nor do we know what's in the bottom of our ocean, right? 
we're just humans living our daily life. You know, do you guys ever stop and look up at the stars? I mean, literally look at the moon and think, holy shit. Do you ever, does it ever affect you like that? It does me. Sometimes I think I'm weird, but it does. I'll look at the moon and go, wow. Just wow. Or if you're able to see a planet in your telescope or your camera or whatever, it it just kind of, it grounds you. You know, it just grounds you for a little bit. So anyways, when you do, take the time. Look at the moon. It had to, it, it got there somehow, right? The sun got there somehow. We got here somehow. I'm not talking about evolution of life or any of that BS. But the planets were formed somehow. The moon is there. It was a living planet. Mars, Venus, they were living planets at one time. They had life on them, like Mars. And it's kind of creepy, but I know they're trying to get us to move. Not us, because we won't be around by then. They're trying to stabilize Mars to make it a living planet for humans. Like you see in those movies, right? I don't know, but every, because there is no oxygen in there, and I think it's like, what, a thousand degrees uh, below freezing or something, right, in Mars? The moon, well, there's, I believe there's, there's absolutely no gravity, so how do you fix that? You know, put a big shield around the moon, create gravity like we do on Earth, what if it fails? (laughs) You're living in a dome, and it fails. Bye, don't forget your tether, little things like that. You know, and the moon, I, I don't recall, you guys, what the temperature is on the moon for some reason. I don't remember. Um, but I know Venus, no, Mars, sorry, Mars is freezing, obviously, within seconds. You're, you're dead. So, I apologize for such a lot, uh, short podcast, but sadly, I am short on time. So, you guys can always email me at p-a-t-t-y-i-n-w-i-gmail.com, Wisconsin Fetchcares of the Supernatural, TikTok is w dot. I dot s dot of the supernatural. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, email me on this podcast. If you can figure out how those ghost balls, cat balls things work, let me know, you techies. I know you're out there. D, you're very uh, tech savvy. So if you can maybe figure one out and let me know, is there a timer on these things? Then I'll just give them the Humane Society. Here, guys, there's some balls for your kitty cats to play with. All right. So it's only going to be about a 22 minute podcast this time. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to stop by and listen to this. I appreciate it. Thank you for the rating on Spotify. Spotify is now called Spotify for Podcasters, which is pretty cool. No more Anchor FM, which we all knew that was going to happen. Other than that, the house has been quiet. I did hear a pop in the kitchen last night. No clue what that was. We'll see what happens with Diana. Again, if you're on TT, my friend Linda... And our sister will be going live tonight anywhere from 8 till 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. I don't know, you're just going to have to pop on. <laughs> uh, female investigators, female female paranormal investigators, uh, FPI, female paranormal investigators is the name of their team. So with that, you guys have a phenomenal weekend. Sorry I can't do the podcast tomorrow, but I I can't. I, there's, it's not going to work out for me. All right, so you guys take care. Thank you again so much, and I'll be back next weekend for another podcast. Let me know if you have any ideas, okay? Take care. And this is Mrs. Paranormal, signing off.